Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend. Along with my course, McCarthy Matthew. I'm, of course, way in my mouth. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? Not much, man. Good to have you on the show, as always. Uh, glad to be here, as usual. Thank you, man. Thank you. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for checking out um, this all new episode of Sports Urban Legend. Um, on today's show, you know, we'll talk about, uh, you know, the Mets' latest moves. Um, getting a new um, GM um, and Jared Porter, and uh, they they got you know a catcher, you know, in uh, James McCann. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about um, you know the the Giants and Jets, and uh, you know um, Kenny Omega's big move, shocking move, and appearance in in Impact, even though he's the AEW champion. And we'll also talk about, you know, the the Knicks' uh, first preseason game and much other stuff. Uh, so um, if you'd like to um, talk about any of these topics and more, the number is 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. Feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, but without, with that, you know, said let's um yeah let's talk about the Mets and uh you know congratulations to the Mets um you know they you know they were uh finally making some moves um you know they they got James McCann sure sure it's not um JT Riomuto but um for the past couple of years um James McCann, you know, he, he's been, you know, he's been improving on every facet of the game, offensively, defensively, and most importantly, you know, the pitchers, you know, they love him. They love playing for him, like uh, Giolito and uh, Dallas Keuchel, who um, who was um, basically mentioning that, you know, that um, they hope he, re- he would return, but, you know, you know, now that's not the case because the Mets reportedly gave him a four-year, $40 million contract. So he's going to be making uh, New York his home. And, uh, you know, again, you know, I've been saying for 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 months that, you know, they should have, you know, went after JT Riomuto, but there are some rumblings that he, he didn't have any interest in coming to New York. So, you know, if that's the case, um, you know, then what what else could the Mets do? You know, you get you get a good a good um catcher and and James Chandler can, you know, former all star and um yeah, as long as the you know the 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 young pitching gets along with him, what more could you ask for? What's your thoughts? What's your thoughts on it, Mac? 
Uh, can you hear me? The folks are having like, I guess we're having some technical difficulties. But uh, but in any case, I guess he'll he'll uh, call me back. I guess. But uh, you know, all right. Welcome back, Mac. Hey, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. I don't know what happened. You know. I can hear you. Yeah, not sure what happened there, but I was saying, no, it's a good signing by the Mets, you know, because McCann, he's going to be a good serviceable catcher for them. I mean, they couldn't get real Muto. And right now it looks like it's sounding like the Phillies are trying to re-sign Rio Muto. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I don't know. Maybe maybe the Mets didn't uh, have – the money to offer Miramoto. Do you think that's possibly why they didn't uh, they didn't get him? Maybe you yeah. know he wanted more than yeah. what the Mets wanted to give him. Yeah, I definitely think that. I definitely think that's part of it as well. You know, yeah. I don't like. I don't know. You know whether or not he wanted to come here. That that I guess we'll never know unless if he he comes he outright. You know he outright says it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mets definitely did not want to give him that contract. You know, a guy who's, I think he, he's about to turn 30 and, you know, he's going to want a huge deal. And, um, and he, he was, uh, you know, recovering, I think from a hip injury, which reportedly he's healed from it now, but, um, you know, I guess they felt it was too much of a risk making him the, the, the highest paid, uh, you know, catcher of all time. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, right now, you know, free agency market right now, you know, after Riamuto, McCann is the best, the next best catcher to go after. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Mets got him, and I think he'll be good. Yeah, I think he'll so, be too. Good, be good, you know, uh, he's just one year removed from hitting 18 home runs, 60 RBIs. Uh, you know, he, he has a good batting average. You know, last year he mm-hmm. batted 289. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he'll be, a, I think he'll, be a good hitter for you guys. Be a good catcher. Definitely work with the pitchers. I mean, as he has with the White Sox mm-hmm. uh, and the Tigers in past years. So, uh, you know, I think it's a good signing. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, I mean, and it, the the move that's going to make this, you know, this move, you know, it, you know, it looks good on paper. You know, he's a, you know, he's he's improving every facet of the game. You know, in the last couple of years. But what's going to make the move even better is if, you know, the Mets do, in fact, get Springer and or, um, you know, Trevor Bauer. Then this this move of saving money, you know, will be, you know, all worth it. Yeah. Yep, you know. Definitely. So, yeah, apparently I haven't seen the video yet, you know, but. Trevor Barra recently, I think it was earlier today, he released a video of the top five teams uh, that he, you know, he's he's willing to to sign with. I'm pretty sure Mets, Mets is one of it. Angels is one of them. Um, again, I haven't seen the video, so I would assume Yankees would make the would be three, maybe the Giants, 
and then five, maybe Angels, because Angels have been – oh, wait, did I just say Angels already? Was Angels the second team I mentioned? Um, I, I didn't catch that, but I hear, I'm hear i hearing a lot about the Angels. You know, mm-hmm. That could be a, a landing spot for him, it sounds like. Yeah, because as a matter of fact, he did a he, – he went on social media and basically was saying, like, um, Angel, Angel fans, you all, y'all all supposed to be like that? And then I guess the Yankee fans were, I mean, not the Yankee fans, the Angels fans were buzzing. And, and then I guess they were worried or something about the Mets rumors. And then his his uh, his agent, Richard Lubo, was saying, like, you know, don't worry or something like that. It was like <laughs> weird stuff. Like, who, who would tell a, a, a fan base, don't worry, unless if that's your player? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if it's a guy that you play on the team for, for so many years and, and then there's rumors like, oh, no, he's going to the Mets. And you're like, oh, no, man, you got to resign him. You got to get this guy. And then, then you know, the, the the agent or the GM of the team or the owner of the team or even, dare I say, even the manager of the team would, 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 would be saying to the fan base, you know, don't worry. You know, we kind of like what the Phillies, Phillies, like you were saying, with the new hire of uh, Phillies um, hiring um, – um, What's his name again? Grub Grouse. How do you pronounce his name? I, I remember. I knew it now, but now I'm forgetting it off the top of my head now. Um, Drabowski. Wait, let me let me go check it out. Dave Dave Drabowski. I'm, I'm trying to remember how you. Yeah, talking. I think you got it right. Yeah, Dave uh, Dombrowski. Dombrowski, right? Yeah. So yeah, they they recently hired him, and uh, you know, they, like you um like you were telling me off the air, which you know, uh, you know, I knew about that. Basically, you know, he's gonna you know, try to resign them because obviously this guy, you know, he had, he, you know, he was with the Tigers, you know, they were that close to, you know, winning a title, you know, during his era. But, um, you know, of course he won the title with the, he moved on to the, to the Red Sox and they won their, their, um, their last title in 2018. So, you know, that guy, he, he you know, he has, he has a, the, the winning pedigree. So, you know, the Phillies, the Phillies who were, you know, the 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 Phillies demise was greatly, you know, exaggerated because the the Phillies, you know, even though right now they're pop, they're ranked the worst team in the in the in the thing, you know, in the in the least right now, they're not they're not out of it yet, you know, they're gonna try to resign Riamuto and and try to improve the team because they they hired a a great GM, so you know we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, and you know they're there. It's, you know, it sounds like they're gonna try to keep him. You know, because uh, he's Dom, Dombrowski is saying that there's too many good players on the Phillies, on this Phillies mm-hmm. team for them to rebuild. Right. So they don't want to go into a rebuild mode. You know, and they want to build it around some of these veteran guys like Harper and uh, and uh, Riomuto. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense. If I was, if I was, if I was on a John Milton or. Or Dave uh, Dabrowski, you know, I would, uh, I would definitely, I would definitely be in that mode too. You know, like the Mets, Philadelphia is, has a very passionate fan base. You know, they want to win. Yeah. And with him coming out of Boston, you know, he, you know, he knows, and he, and Detroit, you know, he, you know, he's in a, he's in a, a fan base where, you know, the fans really care about winning. You know, and. um yeah, and as a matter of fact, the the new Mets, the new Mets uh, GM, he knows him. He knows him very well as well. Uh, Jared, Jared Porter, you know he um, 
he's been a member of uh, three championship teams. Uh, you know, the Red Sox, you know, when they broke the curse in 04 and 07. And then uh, he went to the, to the, um, to the Cubs. And all those times he was with, uh, with T.O. Epstein. And then, uh, you know, which, which is also um, heating up the rumors that hopefully, God willing, Theo Epstein can come to the Mets and break this curse. You yeah. know, so he broke the two greatest curses in in baseball history. Why not break the third? So let him come over here. But um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, oh yeah, um, he he was the um, Porter was the assistant GM of the D backs. D bags. Uh, <laughs> for the last couple of years, um, so we're, we're gonna see. You know this guy. He's he's worked in every facet of the the organizations. So, um, you know, hopefully, you know he'll do a great job. Apparently, he's, you know, he's very aggressive as a, a GM. You know, you know, as an assistant GM, and he'll and he will be, you know, when in this job, because you know he's very aggressive. He, you know, he, you know, he's you know he's very analytical. You know, he's a good baseball man. You know, treat people well. So, I mean, he looks like the Mets have a great hire in him. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, it'll lead to at least a title in Queens. So, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, Mets making a lot of changes so far in free agency, more so than they did last year. <laughs> more than they've been in the last <laughs> the last decade with the Wolfpack. Yeah. Sure. But um, but that, maybe I could even say the whole tenure, especially the last twenty years, because I mean, they didn't want to get um, they didn't want to get Piazza. It was uh, uh, Nelson Doubleday allegedly. He was the one that wanted to get Piazza. Wilpon didn't want to get Piazza, and then the few times they they went for it, obviously it didn't it didn't work well. You know, to you know, with the the second worst team money can buy part two, which. Unfortunately, a decade before that, in 92, under Wilpon's watch, when they actually spend the money, that wasn't a good idea either. But the only time that they actually spend money was in uh, 05 when they got uh, Delgado and, and and Beltran, you know. And then, of course, in 2015, they, they made that trade. Alderson, you know, he made that trade to uh, to get Cespedes, which... Obviously, 2015 and 2016 that worked out, but after that, not so much. Mm. Oh, speak, but speaking of which, did you hear that the Mets might might be interested in signing uh, Cespedes again? Well, you know the thing about signing Cespedes. Oh my God! After what happened last year? Yeah, but not that Cespedes, his half brother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna try to sign him as a like a. Uh, in the in independent pool. Oh, I forgot his Is name. He as good as his brother. Uh, I guess almost almost as good as his his brother. Really? Wow. Yeah, he. You know, he's one of the people that people are interested. You know, in the independent uh, draft pool. And then uh, and then this this Japanese pitcher Shigano, he's another guy that people are interested in. I would assume if he's that good, he's gonna he's gonna be coming to the Yankees. 
So, so I mean, any of these guys. So, yeah. any of these guys. So, any, any, anybody, international or national, or even a Washington national, for all we know. You know, <laughs> they're always going to be, you know, linked with the Yankees. Yeah. And speaking of the Yankees, you know, the Yankees, um, their their number one target is to try to re-sign uh, DJ LeMahieu. Yes, that's been the the number one priority this whole off season. And that he's still not signed it. I don't know what's taking so long, but I mean, I feel like they're they should be right on this man. They should they should have signed this guy weeks ago. I don't know why it's taking so long. You know? Oh no, they just they can't. It's been too long, and then he ends up signing with another team, and you're gonna kick yourself in the in the ass because of it. Yeah, they gotta. They definitely gotta sign them. You know, I guess he maybe he wants to look at like 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 um Real Muto and Bauer is. You know, they wanna, you know, they wanna be wind and dine maybe. I don't know, but to but to, to um Lemayhu's credit, man, he you know he he um he did his thing, especially in in New York. So everybody knows what he's about. You know. Oh yeah, no doubt. Batting title, always been a great hitter. In uh, you know, in, in with the Rockies ever since he was with the Rockies, so you know the Yankees have a gem with with him. So you know, Yankees Yankees will do everything in their power to to get him. I mean, they want him, barring somehow he doesn't want to come, which I strongly doubt he wouldn't want to come. He return. Oh, no, he because he looked like return. he loved his time. Yeah. He looked like he, he loved his time. Yeah, so, Yankees are his first option, you know. Yeah, right now it sounds like it's a matter of money. So. I know that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Yankees so just the Yankees, keep the deal done already. Yeah, as long as Yankees pay him right, he'll be he'll he'll be back. Yeah, it's as simple as that. And you know, Yankees aren't afraid with money for the most part. So, oh yeah, they want somebody, they'll get them. So, uh, you know. No, right now nobody should be worried. As long as he, if he signs with another team, that's another story. Which strongly that that's going to happen. What other moves you think they should do? Uh, well, you know, right now they need another pitcher. I think. Um, you know, I'm hearing rumors that Tanaka might not be coming back, which would be weird. Mm-hmm. You know, Tanaka, he's been very good with us, especially in the postseason. I mean, last year was an exception. Um, mm-hmm. But before that, I mean, he's been money when we need him in big games. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been a very good pitcher for us. I think we should definitely bring him back. Um, Hap, I think we should get rid of Hap, you know. Yeah. We need him. Um, but, I mean, if we can get Bauer, you know, or one of these mm-hmm. other guys – um, Kluber, you know, mm-hmm. even I think that will help us a lot. Would you want Odorizzi? Huh? Would you want Jake Odorizzi? I've heard about him too. I've heard trades. He's not a free agent, is he? Yeah, he is. He is a free agent. Oh, he is. Okay. But you, you, what you're thinking of is his former his former teammate, uh, uh, Blake Snell. Oh yeah, no, well yeah, he. Oh, I know he's a free agent. Yeah. I, mean, I would love to add him as a. He's a he's a, he could be in the trade. Really? Wasn't he a free agent? Then then um. Oh no no! You're thinking of Charlie Morton. Another. Oh right 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 yeah yeah right right yeah, yeah exactly. Right right. Yeah, I wanted yeah. him. I wanted Bauer and 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 uh, 
and um, Morton as the number fifth starter. But before he could do the tomahawk chop, he signed with the Braves. So yeah, I so, yeah, definitely need to add a pitcher, you know. But mm-hmm. hey, Bauer would be on my would be my, my top choice right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now, it's looking like Angels are the number one team, the mm-hmm. top candidate right now for landing him. Right. Absolutely. Well, yeah, we'll definitely, yeah, we'll definitely see what happens there. Hopefully, you know, he'll he'll sign with the Mets, but uh, we'll, we'll you know we'll see we'll see you soon enough or by next month somehow. Yeah. But then again, with the with these uh, free agency these past couple of years, with the exception of uh, uh, th- this past year, you know, all this the, the moves have been like ridiculously long. So for these big free agents to make their um the decision, so we'll see how long they'll they'll make it. Hopefully yeah. before Christmas, but I doubt it. But um. Yeah, um, shifting gears uh, to the to the Jets, man. Um, man, what a game! What a game that was. Um, that, that game against the Raiders on Sunday. I mean, it was like I it was like I was watching the play on the the final drive, the final play in slow motion. Yeah. That was bad. I mean, it was it was crazy. I even inadvertently did like play by play commentary <laughs> when I'm watching this. In my mind, I'm like, I mean, I, I was like, he made he made that catch. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, he made a hail mary or something. Whatever I said, man, it was it was just. I mean, you can't make that stuff up. Like it was just insane. I mean. Yeah. That was a bad, very bad call. Yep, and that call cost him his job. And of course, we're talking about the the, the defensive, the former defensive coordinator, um, Greg Williams, who ironically he got fired before, you know, um, Jamal Adams, you know, and of course Russell Wilson, and the you know the Seattle Seahawks, you know. Um, Host the Jets. So the Jets are now 0 and 12, and they're they're gonna be 0 and 0 and uh, 0 and 13 after tomorrow's game. So this this never-ending journey of of trying to win a game. I mean, it's been fruitless. I mean, the only th- good thing that's come of it is that you know it's making them one step closer to. Uh, you know, to uh, Trevor Trevor Lawrence. Speaking of which, New York's going to end up with a lot of Trevors. Trevor May with the Mets. Uh, they signed this minor league minor league guy, Trevor Hidden Burger. I forgot the guy's name. Hidden, Hidden something. And then, you know, obviously they're trying to get Trevor Bauer. Yeah. And now they're just trying to get Trevor Lawrence. So, a lot of Trevors. <laughs> yep. Gonna be the New York Trevor. If everything works right, you know, with the Jets, you know that calling a blitz when the game's on the line, yeah. when the, you know that's that, that was just poor judgment by Greg. Well, I don't know what he was mm-hmm. thinking. 
but Maybe that was a very fired. bad call. <laughs> yeah, playing a blitz there and then having the guy wide open to win that oh game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know fans were going to complain about it the next day, and they, they did. And and they you know, stopped that, the plays prior the play just before the play just before that and, and numerous plays on that they could have lost the game and they just I would like five seconds left into the game they, the dagger. Yeah, that's just a bad call and uh, yeah, that cost them his job and uh, yet they uh, winless because of that and now they face Seattle who got beaten by the Giants last week so mm-hmm. Seattle uh, they're looking for revenge on the New York mm-hmm. team absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, Jamal Adams, who said that, you know, he doesn't have anything against the, the Jets and, and Adam Gase and all that stuff, but you know he circled this day on his calendar. So Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It's not going to be fun. Well, it's going to be a tough game again. You know, it's not... Mm-hmm. Not these games that are coming up for the Jets are not looking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might they might finish own sixteen. Uh, they you know, will. Looking at it. They will finish own sixteen, barring a miracle. Barring the, the here's the miracle that the Jets need. They need to win a game and and the um and they need uh the 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 Jaguars to win win also. So so here's the Jets remaining schedule. They play Seahawks tomorrow. Then the week after that, they play at the Rams. They have the Browns visiting. The Browns are playing really good this year. You know, the Browns mm-hmm. are, you know, they're in playoff race right now. They're let me see. I think they're seven and five or eight and four. The Browns are, you know, they're playing well even without Odell Beckham. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. So Browns are nine and three. Right, well, they're actually better than that. They've, they're on a winning streak, four-game winning streak. So that's going to be a tough game for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have, after that, you have the Patriots um, to end the season. End the season, right. Mm-hmm. At, you know, at, uh, you know, um, at the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be a tough one because, you know, Belichick, he doesn't like losing the Jets. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, you got the Jets have some tough remaining games, you know, so – I would say the maybe the winnable game would be the Patriots because Patriots, you know, they're not the Patriots of you know past years without Tom Brady and they're vulnerable right now. Mm-hmm. So that would be the only winnable game. But even that game, you know, it's not going to be uh, easy. So mm-hmm. for real, no, I yeah, I don't think they had it. The, their chance of being the Jets, the, I mean, the the Patriots was that was that game before the the, the bye week. Oh yeah, that yeah, that, that that's the game they could have won to. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. That that's it, man. That, ain't, they're not getting no other chance. They're not. Even the Raiders game, they could have won that. I know they had like a what was it like a like about what a about almost like a ten point lead or so on yeah. before they blew, kept blowing it. I know, man. Yeah, because after you know after the um. After the the Seahawks game, they're gonna be they're gonna be on the road. They're still gonna be on the road, but against the the Rams, they're gonna host the Browns, like you mentioned, and then they're gonna be on the road in New England against the Patriots, which you know that's that's hostile ter- territory if you ever seen one. So yeah, 
it's not looking good at all for the, for uh, Gang Green at this point. They're Gang. They look Gang Green. <laughs> you know. Right. I mean, they're they look rotten, man. They better get Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence better not, you know, better not like sit out this the, the this, you know, you know he he doesn't go into the draft. But with the Jets, they probably the 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 Jaguars probably gonna win that pick anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, it looks like the Jets might end up getting that, you know, the best right, the the top draft pick. If they keep losing, yeah, and they gotta they gotta have the Jag- the Jaguars win win again. Well, yeah, well that'd be good, right? Because as long as they just keep losing, that's all they need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never been a fan of tanking, but you know that's you know that's. Unfortunately, that that's what that's what's gonna happen. You know, they they just they can't win. Yeah. But we'll see we'll see what happens with the with the Jets. Yeah. Now onto a team that has promise, the Giants. You know, they're they're um they're gonna face uh, I think Arizona. Yeah, the Cardinals come into town. The Cardinals have been playing all right. You know, they're 500, but, you know, they've been in some close games. But, um, yeah, that's going to be a tough game. But they're coming to MetLife. They're mm-hmm. coming into our home territory. And the Giants, that was, last week was probably their best game of the season, I think. You know, they the, the Seahawks came in with an 8-3 record. You know, one of the best teams in the NFC. Mm-hmm. A prolific offense. And the Giants' defense just controlled that game throughout. I mean, they put pressure on David um, Russell Wilson, sacked him, made him, call, you know, fumble. You know, covered the receivers well. I mean, the Giants' defense, you know, played extremely well. Best game of their season. Mm-hmm. Um, and offense, you know, offense wasn't too bad without Daniel Jones. I thought uh, McCoy, my cousin, did a good job at quarterback. <laughs> and <laughs> Alfred Morris. Um, you know, he did a he scored two touchdowns in the game, and the running backs have been doing well as well without a uh, Saquon. You know, Goldman has been stepping up. You know, now Alfred Morris is stepping out. I mean, I feel like things are coming together for the Giants, you know, and they're on this three game winning streak now. So I think they have a chance, you know, to continue the winning streak and beat the Cardinals tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Cardinals are, are not going to be no, no easy team, you know, even though they've lost what. Um, they had a, they lost three in a row and for their last five games, you know, they've, uh, you know, they've, uh, um, averaged, um, well, prior to, prior to their losing streak, they averaged, um, you know, uh, 30 points and 400 yards. But right now, the, if the, the, the Giants can hold them in check, you know, um, they could keep this negative momentum that the Cardinals are are in because the Cardinals are averaging 22 points a game, you know, so, but, you know, of course they do, do have uh, Kyle Murray who, who, um, you know, has 22 touchdowns and, you know, he has uh, 10 rushing touchdowns uh, to boot. So um, Giants should get the victory, but it's not going to be an easy game. And of course, you know, the, the Cardinals are hungry to snap this three game losing streak. 
tomorrow, Daniel Jones is a possibility he might play. Mm-hmm. That will be helpful. But uh, yeah, I think uh, that Giants have a good chance of winning this game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's gonna come back, you know, from the hamstring. But yeah, it's um, it should be a very interesting game at the Netherlands. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Odell Odell Beckham. You know, he I don't know if you heard this, but he basically basically was speaking out saying, you know, he um he in a, he um like subtly blamed um Shermer for for the team's uh, collapse. You know, under Eli, basically. Yeah. I don't know if you heard that interview. Oh yeah, I saw the video. I saw what he said, and I heard, you know, read the article. But yeah, I mean, you know, Odell feels like you know he should he he, he pretty much feels he should have built he should have still been a giant. And while he was mm-hmm. here, feels like the giant wasted Eli's final years. You know, mm-hmm. they should have you know rebuilt around him. Um, but we got. I, I feel like the Giants did try to do that. You know, they mm-hmm. got Saquon, they had Odell, they got yeah. Ingram. You know, they had guys around Eli, and yet the, the team was still not good, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so, I don't know what Odell's talking about. And Odell, you know, I think a lot of his antics also caused some uh, t- turmoil and some friction, you know, in the organization. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I don't think he – I think he should just be quiet and, you know, be happy that he's – with the Browns now, you know, mm-hmm. he was a great player when he was was with us, but he was also a distraction at times. Right. And uh, another thing is when he when he left, he was saying he his I think one of his first statements was like at least not he's going to be with a, a quarterback who's going to throw no ball or something 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 to that effect. So mm, yeah, well, well, right now he's a. Uh, you know, he's nursing his injury right now. Uh, he's out for the year. Nursing an ACL. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he'll be back next year. Yeah, uh, you know he would he really wanted to play this game if he if he was able to. By the way, I um have you have you seen his girlfriend? His girlfriend's uh, no, she used to be a water not girl. I haven't, but I mean he's a he's an athlete, so I mean she might have fine. He's a like that. I would assume I would that would have been a I would assume that. You know, I always but, had a crush on her when I watched Wild and I was like, that chick looked fine. And then, then I find out um, earlier this year that he's dating her. I'm like, damn, these mm-hmm. athletes get everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean I, I, listen, I've named my share of hot girls, right? But I'm not a celebrity. But it's just like when you have more money and, like, power and authority, like, you know, you get certain types of girls to date you, you know? So, not that you can't date girls, you know, if you're not an athlete. I mean, you can still date fine-looking girls if you're not an athlete, but it's just much easier if you have money. Well, I mean, that that goes without saying. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But that's for another show. (laughs) Shifting gears, gears, um, you know, a team that would, would, would have that problem I guess depending on what player you are, is the the Knicks. You know the Knicks. They are, they haven't been able to attract other you know other star players like Harden, who um, recently called the the Rockets, the team that he's played for years and reportedly wants out of Houston. You know even though they just got John Wall, 
I think they signed DeMarcus Cousin as well. He wants out of the team um, because he said that the, the, the Rockets are the Knicks of the South. That's how this, this, dysfunctional that organization is. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. And also he's been trying to force his way into Brooklyn, but, you know, Brooklyn's downplaying it. Steve Nash, the new head coach, you know, I'm I'm still getting used to that, you know. Um, he he's basically, you know, the typical coach speech. You know, he's proud of the guys he have. You know, he you know he's not looking elsewhere for the players. You know, he's gonna try to win with the guys he you know he have, which obviously that's that's the mindset you want as a head coach anyway. James Harding is being a prima donna, you know, and he's being disrespectful to a. Uh, Black coach that they just hired yeah. for the Rockets. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy doesn't show up for the for his first practice, and mm-hmm. you know because of what he's scared of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, NBA has been one of the best organizations as far as mm-hmm. having COVID, um, you know, um, precautions in place. Right. You know, but uh, he doesn't show up uh, to practice. He goes to a strip club and celebrates with a rapper. He gives the yeah. rapper like jewelry or whatever. I think. Yeah. Uh, but Steven Jackson was telling him about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I saw the video that Steven Jackson said it, that that he did, and I agree with Steven Jackson. I mean, I agree with him too. You have this new black coach, and you know, these players are always complaining. Oh, we need more, you know, black coaches, black management mm-hmm. in the NBA. Then you finally mm-hmm. get a black coach, and you do this. I mean, exactly. Come on, man. Exactly. You hit it right on the head. This this was, uh, you know, Stephen Silas's first opportunity. I wonder if he's Paul Silas's son. Let me if he has any relations to him. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Let me see. Let me see this. No, no, no. It just came to my. It just popped in my head. Maybe he is. Uh, let me see this quickly. I don't. I mean, I've never heard of any uh, relation between the two, but yeah, I haven't either. But it just kind of popped in my head just now as I'm as I'm talking to you. Because yeah, his, I mean, Paul Silas, you know, he was a former co head coach, former player. Uh, let's see if he has any relations to him. No, it doesn't look like they have any relations. Don't see. Yeah. No, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, I don't see anything mentioned that he's related to him. So. Yeah. I guess the only thing they have in, in common is that they're they're both. Uh, wait a Black. minute. He is his son. Oh, he is. Oh, okay. He is his son. Oh, there you go. Wow. Let me just let me just. Wow. Let me just confirm that. Um. Yeah. It looks like that's the case. But let me. Um, I guess confirm it. Okay. Yep, he is. He is. He is Paul Silas's son. Oh, okay. So you cool. know, congrats, congrats to Stephen following his father's footsteps. Yeah. So yeah, man. They, they, I mean, Stephen. Stephen A. I mean, Stephen Jackson. Uh, did I say Stephen A. Smith? Uh, it sounded like you're about to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you got to play for that black coat, man. <laughs> but, but, 
but yeah, like, uh, you know, Stephen Jackson is right. You know, that, you know, this guy, he, he paid his dues, you know, he was an assistant coach and, you know, he's, he, he's finally getting an opportunity and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to play for him. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. And this guy, he's a, he's a, he's a, a fan favorite with the Rockets. You know, you would have thought a guy like that would have, would have, you know, been drafted by the the Rockets the way how they love him down there, you know, but you know, I, you know that's how it is, man. These, these NBA players, man, they're, they're not loyal to the to the to their to the um the teams they they play for, man. Yeah. They always they always chasing for the title, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I I understand it, you know, especially if you haven't won a title, you know, I get I get the hunger, you know, because a lot of the teams I root for, they they don't have people that win titles, you know, and then especially in this day and age, you know, there's like an asterisk, you know. Uh, you know, on the greatness of that type of player because, oh, oh they never won it and all that stuff. So I get it. But, yeah, man, the, these players and, and, and these owners, they don't have loyalty. Like like the um, like the Bulls, the, 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 once they won, you know, the six tiles, they broke up that whole entire team. Right. Like, yep. It's crazy. So it, it's both ways. It goes both ways. But I just wish there was more loyalty you know, in sports, you know, because at the end of the day, the fans are the ones that are suffering the most. Because, you know, the, the, the athletes, they're going to make their money. They're going to make their millions of dollars. The the owners are going to make their billions of dollars. But at the end, you know, the, the fans are going to be like, what if would have happened if we could have kept our team together or if we would have went hard and got this other player. But, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, speaking of the Knicks, um, yeah, the Knicks played their first game um, of the preseason, and you know they defeated uh, the Detroit Pistons uh, by the final score of ninety to eighty-four. Toppin, you know, he scored eleven points. Uh, uh, New Orleans Noel scored ten. Um, I think uh, R.J. Barrett scored fifteen. And I heard Randall, I think Randall had a good game too, if I'm not mistaken. All in all, I guess obviously it's preseason, and yes, the Pistons aren't good either, but, you know, it's good to, you know, see them play. Oh, yeah, uh, um, um, Alfred Payton, he he scored good. He's, he played well as well, you know, 10 points, seven assists, six rebounds. I mean, this guy almost had a Westbrook performance in preseason, you know. Yeah. I, I, know. Well, he would have scored more, but, you know. It is preseason, so let's not go too crazy, but, you know, mm-hmm. something to build off on. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens, you know. You know, obviously, Tom Tipperdo, you know, he's trying to change the culture. You know, obviously, he, you know, he was part of the, he was at the end of, he, you know, he was part of the organization at the, the twilight of the Knicks' uh, dominance in the 90s, you know, defensively. You know, when he was the assistant coach of the, um, you know, of the Knicks under Van Gundy. And then, you know, he ended up leaving uh, New York to go to Boston, you know, under uh, um, Doc Rivers and won the title as assistant coach before, you know, parlaying that to his own uh, head coaching career. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. You know, Tom Tipp- Tom Tippett is the the perfect guy running the Knicks, you know, he's, 
you know, he's one of the the last links to the Knicks uh, greatness in the 90s, you know, without the ring. And then, of course, as one of the, the, the coaches they got is the, the, the best coach the Knicks had since, you know, the disastrous 20 years the Knicks have been, you know, with, uh, you know, ever since, um, you know, um, Van Gundy left in like what, 2001, 2001, 2002 season. Yeah. Yeah. The best head coach, you got him as a assistant coach in Mike Woodson. So, and then not to mention the other coaches they have, but player development in, you know, in the league and in the, um, you know, in college. So they got a good, they got, they have promise, you know, they got, they got some who, you know, who knows that the odds are against them, but, you know, we'll see, we'll see if they can, you know, make, you know, change this franchise around, you know, when it counts. Yeah, I think uh, Nerlens uh, Noel, I think he is a good pickup for the Knicks. I think, you mm-hmm. know, he can definitely be a factor off the bench. So, you know, I, I like uh, I I like that signing by the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a, a good pickup for sure. Yeah. And you know, if Dennis Smith Jr., if you know he's, I know he's been improving on his game in off season. Mm-hmm. You know, if if he has improved, then uh, you know, I definitely like to see him get in the lineup as a starting point guard. Mm-hmm. Certainly not Frank Nilakia. <laughs> I'm not sold on Frank. Sorry. Yeah, Frank Nilakia. He's he's saying uh, he's trying to he's trying to bounce back too, but he's been saying that for years. <laughs> Yeah, I'm every, Frank, man. Pre, yeah, every every preseason he's like, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna improve my game. I'm gonna score. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I think even um, Tony Parker was saying like he's glad he didn't get drafted by the Knicks because <laughs> he, he, I guess he blames the Knicks uh, for ruining his his fellow countrymen, you know, from France. So how Knicks ruin them? But they they give this guy <laughs> chances, man. They put this guy in the starting lineup and he still can't perform. <laughs> I know, man. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it was, I, knew, I mean, it, it should be easy for Noah Kino, man. Like, just make five shots, or or draw, go to the free throw a few times, and then pass the ball. You you, you would have been a double double dude, like. And he can't play defense either. His defense actually, is not good. And this guy is supposed to be great for defense. I mean, this was why they this is why they they drafted him. Oh yeah. Oh, they drafted yeah. him, man, like he, for his defense. And how this guy was like this, this um, you know, heady player that you know that that you know that 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 scores and and you know he you know what I mean makes the right plays and all that stuff and it just never pan out for him so far. Yeah, I don't get it. But yeah, let's we'll, we'll, you know we'll see what happens with that, and then uh, lastly. Um, you know, the, um, uh, in in wrestling, uh, Kenny Omega, the AEW champion, you know, after he he cheated um, against his match against John Moxley for the AEW title, um, he um, you know, he had assistance from like the executive from TNA, um, Don Callis, who who has been like a long time family friend of his um who he knew ever since he was a little kid helped him 
win the AEW title, and then he uh, he did an unprecedented uh, um, appearance and speech at TNA, despite being the AEW champion. I don't know if you saw the, the footage of that. No, I didn't get to it, but I heard a lot about Kenny Omega. And I heard that he even called uh, called out um, Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. Moxley, right? He yeah. He called him by his WWE name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, I mean, yeah, he, he went full heel mode. And uh, then he did a he um, he did a speech on uh, Impact also, dressed up like like Sidney Crockett from Miami Vice, you know, Don Johnson's character. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he basically was saying the same story of, like, how planned that him and Callis had wasn't wasn't weeks in the ma- making. It wasn't months in the making. It was decades in the making because, you know, his, his uncle was, um, was, was uh, I think, a tag team partner with Callis when Callis was a, a wrestler. And um, basically, you know, he, you know, he, um, they, they conspired to make him a champion. Mm. And now, now, uh, you know, basically, he's gonna go go back on Impact Wrestling again this this Tuesday night. So I mean, like, do you think this this might lead to a possible invasion storyline? You know, um, TNA Impact. versus AEW. Yeah, it looks like it. That, it looks like that's exactly what's happening. Similar yeah, to by uh, TNA, uh, it's, yeah. Similar to remember when WCW, WCW, uh, WCW. yeah, invade WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're trying to mimic that a bit. Yeah, yeah. And Jericho was there both times. I know Jericho's always everywhere. <laughs> well, Taz was there too. Now that I think about it. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Jericho and Taz aren't involved with this storyline yet. I mean, so far it's just right now AEW is, you know, the the, the locker room is, you know, PO'd that Kenny Omega, you know, he um, he turned heel and won the title. But now now he's, he's going on, the, on this show. So it's like it's, it's just this crazy crossover. Yeah. That probably hasn't happened probably since the territorial days. Well, I mean, other than WWE having, you know, WWE and, you know, WCW and, and ECW have had some weird situations where they've interacted with each other. I mean, other prior to the um, the WCW ECW merger with WWE in in uh, in twenty in two thousand and one, you know, ECW had this invasion. Um, what was it like ninety six or ninety seven? When they had some of the people from ECW um invaded, and then then there was this time when Taz was the champion of uh, ECW and he fought I think Mike Awesome, who was um I think he was a um I think he was a WCW champion. He was a w, WCW wrestler, and they fought for the ECW title, even though Taz was was recently signed with WWE, even though he was still the ECW champion. So they had, I think Mike Awesome beat Taz to, to, um, so that the title could go, go back to ECW or something like that. It was like some crazy storyline. And then of course, you know, you got the invasion of 2001 
you know, that we were just talking about. So, right, right. You know, that happens. And then going even backwards, you know, Ric Flair, those, those kind of days, they have those people going to different territories and, you know, fighting other champions and stuff like that. So, you know, it's been a while since we've had, you know, dare I say a, a Ghostbuster term, crossing of the streams, you know, between the, the brands. And then as a result, Triple H was saying that WWE might be interested in doing something like that as well, only if it benefits them in the long long term. So maybe they might do that with Evolve. You know, I mean, they did have an NXT kind of crossover, but then again, NXT is part of their brand. So, and then uh, also uh, AEW, um, they had uh, Jericho. You know, he he um he had a he had a, a live meeting with with well, all the members of the inner circle to basically tell them that you know if they don't get along, especially um. Um, trying to, uh, Sammy Guevara and um, MJF, if they don't get along, you know, the group's going to disband, which, of course, they all put aside their differences. Even uh, Jake Hager and uh, Wardlow put their differences aside. So they're unified front. And then uh, Sting, you know, he made his, he, he spoke for the first time in AEW after he made his debut last week. I mean, uh, are they gonna make Sting wrestle? I mean, it looks like right now, from what I've seen, he's gonna be more—I don't know—making decisions. It looks like mm-hmm. kind of like what you he did in TNA. Yeah, doesn't look like he's gonna wrestle. Um, it looks like he is, but he—he he, he does look like he's teasing it that he might wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, because he wants to confront somebody, but he didn't say who it was. It looks like he's teasing uh, Darby Allen, who's the the TNT champion, um, who has the face paint, who has like this punk rock kind of cross between Jeff Hardy and Sting kind of gimmick, you know, the loner type of gimmick. And um, he looks like he was teasing it. I mean, even uh, Darby Allen, you know, he sits up in the rafters. You know, upper deck, kind of like you know how Sting used to used to do. Yeah. And then uh, you know, Sting was you know was um, you know talking about it's been a while, probably 18 years since he's been in, you know, TNT. You know, when WCW was around. Um, I'm trying to think if there's was anything else. I think that's basically all I could think of in AEW right now. Um, oh yeah, Shaq was there. And, uh, you know, he, he spoke with uh, Brandy Rhodes, you know, Cody Rhodes' wife, uh, because she got attacked by, I guess, a associate a associate of his. And that's, I guess, going to lead to a fight between um, her and uh, Jade. And um, I'm trying to think what else happened. Can't think of anything else, really. Um, what's happening Can't really think of anything else, but uh, WWE. Um, darn, I'm trying to think of myself. <laughs> so many wrestling stuff. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Yeah, I know Roman Reigns. Uh, you know he attacked uh, Kevin Owens on SmackDown. Um, 
NXT um, TakeOver, um, Johnny Gargano regained the title as expected. Um, his wife, Candice LeRae, won the, the Women's War Games. And uh, um, Undisputed Era lost. Well, actually, they, Undisputed Era won, which, you know, they're, they're like undefeated at War Games, the War Games match, which I thought there would have been an upset with uh, Pat McAfee's group. Pat McAfee's group lost. And then Monday Night Raw. I'm trying to think what happened on Monday. You remember what happened on Raw? Uh, let me remember here. What happened on Raw again? What happened on Raw? I always forget what happens on Raw. I know. There's always Drew McIntyre doing something, you know. Well, yeah, it's been well. I, Randy, Randy, Randy Orton did something. I, I it, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Randy. He called out Bray Wyatt. Yeah, and then he um, what did he do to Bray Wyatt again? I'm trying. Oh to yeah, they him. fought. They he fought against Bray, regular Bray Wyatt. You know the the Mister Rogers Bray Wyatt. And right. then afterwards, he hit the RKO, and while he was pinning him, the the lights went out, and then you know he was on top of the scene. The scene came out, yeah. Which was, you know, a crazy scene. But I was like, how did they do that? And then then I I came up with the idea, which is what what happened. Someone else the, dressed up as him. No. What happened was is that the the fight was taped. But the um Oh but, yeah. Right. But the, the wrestling the, you know, the wrestling thing, you know, you know, happened. Right. One of the two stuff was taped. I, I think they said there was that match that was taped. But I guess it would have to me it would have made more sense more sense that the it would have been the other way around since it was just a few seconds. Yeah, uh, that's true. Um, but yeah, I one of the the segments, one of the parts of the segment was taped. Either the match or the actual, you know, reveal of the scene was was taped. But then again, you know, he's wearing a mask in here, so it could have even been someone who was dressed as him because you don't see you don't see white face. Well, yeah, that that you I mean know, that's true. And the hair, so you know, who knows? But yeah, but Mr. But Bray Wyatt has that distinct look, the tattoos. You know, it'd be kind of hard. It'd be kind of hard to find somebody to to look like him like that. I mean, it's not mathematically impossible. Right. But, right. but yeah, it, it's a it's it sounds like it, it was probably taped. Mhm. Yeah, I think I, I read it somewhere that it was taped. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's that's it that I could think of. Um, uh, anything you'd like to, um, you know? Oh yes, uh, yeah. Last week we forgot to talk about the um, the Mike Tyson fight. Oh yes, the Mike Tyson fight. You know, he he um, he he won. He should have won the match, but it was a draw against Roy Jones Jr. Um, I think they went what six the six rounds, the full six rounds for the no decision. And then of course the, the story that's, you know, sweeping the nation, our our very own former Nick, Nate Robinson, Wayne oh, Blue and White. I think we talked about it, right? I I think we, we talked about it. Yeah. I don't remember. We did. Yeah. Well he lost in basically, you know, yeah. to uh um Logan Paul. So Yeah. What can you what can you say, man? 
Yeah, you might be right. We might we might have talked about it last week. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I remember we did. Get up there in age. <laughs> I hear Holyfield wants to challenge Mike now again, so maybe that might happen now. Yeah, that's yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, you know, um, uh, any any last things you'd like to say? Uh, just everyone stay stay safe and uh. Have a happy holiday and come back and check out Sports Urban Legend. Only on Block Talk Radio next week. Yep, that's right. You heard the guy. Check out uh, Sports Urban Legend every Saturday at 11. Check out my YouTube channel, Sports Urban Legend TV. And we'll see you guys next time. He's McCormick Matthew. I'm Wayne Memo. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.